Welcome, Welcome home, home to, to the, the Loving Consciously, Consciously Podcast. My name is Amanda. And my name is Eric. And if you are like us, nobody, nobody taught, taught you how to love. love. We are best friends and life partners here to vulnerably and authentically share our seven-year journey to unconditional love. Our mission is to help you learn how to love consciously in all of your relationships so we can journey together towards a more effective, intentional, and fulfilling way of giving and receiving love. Loving, Loving Consciously. consciously. Together, we have overcome neurodivergence, mental health, addiction, pregnancy loss, infidelity, and grief. After six years, the lack of knowledge on how to heal or love each other through these challenges led to our separation. After us both spiritually awakening and recommitting, we built our new conscious partnership founded on unconditional love and a commitment to personal growth. Thank you for joining us as we put it all out there to show you the duality of our love's pain and beauty. And remind you that you have both the capacity to love consciously and the power to always Always choose love. Welcome back to the Loving Consciously podcast. We are so excited to be here today. We have been away for four weeks. It's been a wild ride as always. And we are back today to update you on what has been going on in our lives and talk about new ways of loving. These last four weeks have been quite intense for our conscious partnership. We have been dealing with a lot of growing pains and die-offs is something that is a term that's used, which is basically just old behaviors and thoughts and patterns coming up to be expressed and met with love and released. And we've really been in this phase of moving into a God-centered conscious partnership or source, creator, higher power, whatever you believe in. And that's really new for us to consciously approach this as a God union and as I am loving you to express God love and I'm loving you as God, as myself, as a creator, really just kind of figuring out what that looks like and how to do that. Yeah, and the way that we've been guided to do that is by one, surrendering the personal self. What that means is recognizing that you as the individual Eric, for example, isn't the focus. It is you expressing the divine. It's you seeing and appreciating the divine in your partner. And so when we can do that and let go of the personal self, that also helps us stick in the love and not get lost too much in the weeds of our personal preferences and what we think our partner should be doing or saying or what makes us comfortable and really accepting what is in the moment. In addition to that, it also helps us release the past because letting go of old patterns is how we usher ourselves into this new way of loving. As we've said in previous podcast episodes, your new life is going to cost you your old life. That means any negative patterns that exist in your relationship will need to be brought up, addressed, and released. Yeah, another really intense thing that we have been dealing with is when we look at, you know, ego, the mind, the personality, you know, evil devil, whatever you want to call that polarity, we are seeing that as we have both consciously and verbally and inwardly and outwardly committed and chosen a God-centered partnership, that a lot of that stuff is coming up for kind of this, if you want to say like last ditch effort or a Hail Mary to express and to get your energy. And it's really intense at times. And so we've really started to see that other side of that polarity, you know, whereas we had months and months of peace and a lot of joy and bliss in our relationship. 
this past month has been really challenging of remembering we are not our thoughts, we are not these patterns, we are not our behaviors, we are not even Amanda and Eric, we are the divine expressing itself. And so coming back to that truth, at least for me, has been really difficult at times. And really what's happening is we are just learning to love for the first time in this way. No one taught us this. It's been really challenging to teach yourself how to not identify with the personal self and how to express the divine and how to look at your partner and see the divine in them. And this is why we're doing this podcast. This is our act of service. We want to help you all along this journey, along your journey, learn how to love as we're learning and learn how to love consciously and have conscious partnership. The reality is while there are time periods of bliss and pure love and just peace, that is when we are in alignment with our higher selves, when we are in alignment with the divine and seeing that and accepting that from our partners, there are also times where one of us or both of us aren't in alignment because we're human, because we're on this journey, because we're learning. And having grace with each other is incredibly important during this process because sometimes it can feel like, what are we doing? (laughs) What are we doing? I'm going insane. You're going insane. This isn't working. That really is the mind just trying to hold on for its last ditch effort, like you said, Amanda, to stay in control. It knows, yeah, it is a war in consciousness. It is, you know, learning to love each other is spiritual warfare. It is shadow work. It is what we are called to do. When we can see that divine self in our partners, that allows us to love them even when they're not expressing as their higher self at the time. Mm, So true. It is challenging, beautiful, worth it. And we are still only doing it most of the time. (laughs) Coming back into kind of just a quick summary of where the heck we are and what the heck we're doing. This past month, we were on the road in the RV the entire month. We did the entire state of California from the last time we saw you in Tahoe. We went to Sacramento, San Francisco, San Jose, all of the national parks. So Pinnacles, Yosemite, Kings Canyon, Sequoia, Joshua Tree, Santa Barbara, We landed in San Diego two weeks ago. This is where we are for the winter and we are just loving it. We have so much loving conscious community here. And, you know, I am forming my new ministry and we've been working really hard on our other business, Graceful Shark Design Studio. And it's just been a wild four weeks of travel and business and inner work. We actually leave today to go back home, not home Portland that we left, but our original homes where we're from in Arizona. We are spending two weeks there with family and for the holiday and just going back to spend some time because we have not spent more than a few days here and there every other year for almost four and a half, five years now. So that's what we've been doing. Every day is a new day and another chance to choose love and to love them anyways. And the only moment that we have is the now. So right now we choose love and then we will go ahead and get into our content for today, talking about new ways of loving. Yeah. And I just wanted to say, we're so grateful for you joining us and having patience with us as we navigate this podcast and navigate this relationship, navigate what we are being called to do, express and share, because we're also learning alongside with you. 
our active service, as you said, Amanda, is putting our journey out so that you can see it and so that you can hopefully resonate with whatever you're working through along your journey. So getting started here, why do we need new ways of loving? I feel like this is an obvious answer, but let's get into it. All forms of relationships, be it romantic, family, friends, are at an all-time high of separation. Unprecedented separation exists in this world today because humanity is existing in separation consciousness versus oneness. And what I mean when I say that is humanity is currently living in a state where we are the large majority, we're talking over 99% of humanity, is identified with their mind, their ego, their personal self, their personality, whatever you want to call it. We believe that we are separate from everyone around us. We have lost that love your neighbor as yourself. We have lost that inherent connection that we are all one. We are all connected. We are all from the same creator. And we all, whether we agree or not, have that inherent God essence in us. The planet currently is undergoing a major shift of a change in consciousness and a change in, you know, spiritual warfare, if you want to call it that where people are awakening and realizing, oh my gosh, I'm not just Amanda, this person that is all of these labels that works this nine to five and doesn't have awareness. I'm actually an eternal spiritual being and I'm connected to everyone and everything. So living in this state of separation consciousness, we're seeing unprecedented divorce rates, families not speaking, lifelong friends not speaking anymore. You just see so much division over politics, religion, personal choices. If you are not this, then you can't be in my life. It, you know, you hear it with views on law enforcement. You hear it with views on vaccination. You hear it with views on religion, sexuality. If you identify with this political party, it's just become this, I am so identified with these things that they, that I believe that they are who I am. And so if you don't also believe that, you are separate, you are the enemy, and we can't be in each other's lives. Kind of digging really into the divorce rate portion, we talk about this a lot and share this with people in our lives a lot. You know, older generations, you got married and you just didn't get a divorce. Like that was a commitment and you worked through it and you made it work. And I am not sitting here advocating for staying in unhealthy or abusive relationships. What I'm saying is we come from the mindset of fix it and do the inner work so that it's not unhealthy and or abusive anymore. You know, if you've listened to our intro series, you know that we've both had gross violations of boundaries with each other and we've both done things that a lot of people would look at and be like, that's inexcusable. Physical on my part, infidelity on your part, like some people would look at those things and others in our story and be like, nope, done, divorce. We really, you know, come from a place of love and working on that and seeing the oneness. All of this is to say, this is why we need new ways of loving. Obviously what we are doing is not working. Why would we not want more love? We need to find new ways of loving each other. Now that we can all agree that we need new ways of loving, the question is, how do we have new ways of loving? And the first step in having new ways of loving is that old ways of thinking need to be surrendered. We have to let go of the past generations and the way that things used to be done. The world has changed. Our labels, our social experience, social media, the challenges that we face in the world today are all different. Back in the day, there were very clear define gender roles. Now it's a different situation. Men and women share 
the family role, they share the work role with that division of energy presents new challenges. And so we need to develop new ways of loving another to overcome these new challenges. And as we grow, as we learn and experience life, we learn the things that don't work. We have to be receptive to new and more effective ways of loving your loved ones. Open your heart, open your mind, allow this new information that is starting to pop up everywhere around you. Even though we've been living in separation consciousness for quite some time now, even interactions that we're having with friends or random strangers, we're seeing the seeds of this new way of love start to be sowed and start to sprout into what is becoming this new way of loving one another. It's beautiful to see. It is beautiful to see. And the thing that you said that stuck out the most to me was open your heart. And I can't say this enough. I feel like we say something to this effect in every episode, but this gets you what you need and want. This brings you more peace and love and joy and fulfilling connection and relationships. So that's how we have new ways of loving. Our last thing here is what are the new ways of loving? And we're going to touch on a couple of high-level concepts and then share some of our upcoming episodes that are going to really go deep into new ways of loving. The first thing here is grace and empathy and kindness. And I want to call out my episode from this week released yesterday, which is a deep dive into grace titled Grace Wins Every Time and has been a really big part of my journey personally. As far as new ways of loving, you know, we say these words grace and empathy and kindness. We hear that all the time. Be kind, spread kindness. But how often do we actually sit with that and make an intention and take action to embody that? These are really easy things to say or be like, oh, be kind to everyone. We can share quotes on social media. We can wear a shirt that says be kind. Are you really truly being kind when no one else is looking? Are you being kind when it's difficult? Are you having empathy and understanding that while someone may have acted out of alignment with their high self and may have hurt you deeply, they were going through a tough time or their mind was telling them they were worthless or whatever they were experiencing, can you empathize with that human to human and show them that love. Grace is a beautiful concept. It's not something that's earned. It's something that always exists. It's never added or taken away. If you can have grace for your loved ones and your friends and your partner and understand that they're human being and the human experience is so challenging. If there is one thing on this planet that we all can agree on, I think it would be this. The human experience is challenging. We are all in this together. We are all doing the best that we can at the current state of consciousness. This doesn't dismiss accountability. This doesn't dismiss the need for growth or acknowledgement. However, we all have challenges to overcome. And I would encourage you on this point to remember your toughest days in your life and how it would have felt or did feel if people showed you grace and empathy and kindness versus if they just attacked back and pointed the finger at you and how that would have made a difference in your journey. You can embody that. You can be that grace and empathy and kindness for others. That's a new way of loving. Yeah, I mean, this concept ties directly back into a previous episode we did about perspectives and realities. And when we practice grace and empathy, what we're doing is we're regaining control of our perception of that situation. When we see somebody who is 
not expressing as their highest self, who's having a tough day and is projecting on us, it is our responsibility as the ones who are conscious, as the ones who are doing the work to regulate ourselves, to understand our perception and not project whatever it is that our mind and ego wants us to see onto them and instead choose the reality, choose the perspective. This is my sister, my brother, my human in the divine, and I have a responsibility to love them. I have a responsibility to love them even in their darkest moments because that is the love that is shown to me, that unconditional love from the divine. Mm, so good. Oh, another new way of loving is firm but kind, and with that comes accountability. It's kind of this concept of accountability and the way that we approach that is with the sentence firm but kind this actually came from we no longer have contact with them but they were very dear close friends to us that we love greatly and miss greatly they used to always say firm but kind when they were sharing something with someone or a boundary or feedback it's really just about being authentic and honest and being kind, not attacking or blaming or judging or pointing the finger at the other person and coming from a place of this is truth and I stand firm in this truth and I can do it in a kind and loving way. I've seen so much in society lately, especially on social media, of people trying to correct or from good intention share their opinion or tell someone how something they did affected them we we've got the firm down and we just are missing the kind and i think if we could just have a little bit more kindness towards each other in the way that we share hey i think you're acting out of alignment or hey what you just said is offensive and here's why coming from that place of love and education and healing versus attacking and judging and blaming yeah and a really good tool and tip to do that is understanding the why and how you're communicating understanding your perspective when you're setting your boundaries when you are communicating something firmly to your partner think of it as coming from a place of love and helping your partner be their highest self helping them along and teaching them and guiding them versus the fear-based way of holding your boundaries which comes from a place of i need these boundaries to be respected for me to be regulated for me to feel safe and so when we do that it immediately creates that separateness between us and our partner your mind is trying to protect you from what it perceives as a threat rather than you coming with love and consciousness to help guide your partner in the situation. It's not about you, it's about them. It's an act of service. That is probably the most incredible and beautiful way I have ever heard conscious partnership described. That is what a conscious partnership is, y'all. If it hasn't clicked or you've been kind of wrestling with it and it doesn't make sense, it's that right there. It's going into a relationship, friends, family, coworkers, romantic, it doesn't matter. Human to human, we are in relation. It's going into that as I am not in this to get my needs met and to point the finger at you and to create the separateness. I am in this to heal myself first and foremost and to help you move along in your journey that is loving consciously that is how we move forward with new ways of loving the last one that we have here we would be remiss if we did not mention this is loving yourself first and completely it all starts within 
it really all goes within. And while we believe that that is the answer and that is the like fundamental way that we heal the world, we recognize that relationships are everything nowadays. Everyone, you know, has relations in their life and it's the other people that are the mirrors for us. And so that's why we've taken this route of focusing on relationships. Make no mistake though, it's all inward. It's all inner work. It's loving yourself. It's cultivating that deep self-love so that you don't need anyone else to love you so that you're not looking for external separation and ways of pointing out things in others because those are just the things in yourself that aren't healed this is actually something that i've been working through personally over these last four weeks directly with my life coach really sitting with how are the ways that i'm not loving myself where am i projecting things onto my partner and then self-sabotaging because there's something that I'm withholding for myself. I'll let you in a little bit on that journey. For me, there was these feelings of unworthiness. There are these feelings of not loving myself exactly how I am and projecting that on my partner. Because what that was is essentially whenever my mind thought I needed to be anything other than what I already was, which was self-imposed expectations based off of how I believed I was going to receive love. When I believe that I'm going to receive love by doing something or by being something that I'm not currently in the moment, I'm betraying myself. I'm essentially saying I need to be something other than Eric in order to receive love. And that just isn't the reality. We are all whole and complete as we are. We're all deserving of love as we are. When you come from a place of loving yourself enough to be able to accept who you are and then radiate that out, your heart just opens. Your heart just opens because you're no longer identifying with the thoughts of, I need to be anything other than me, because you don't. I'm sitting here just with tears in my eyes and was incredibly vulnerable. And thank you for sharing that with everyone. If I could return that right back, for me, this last four weeks have been really challenging we've had so much change and our entire life is just constant change now and a lot of growth as well it's been just really difficult to have these old thoughts and patterns resurface to be loved and expressed and worked through and when we look at both of our individual and joint attachment styles and trauma and trauma bonds and all of those things that we've been looking at this last year i am a runner and you are a i don't know what you'd call it but a shutter downer <laughs> a checkout kind of person and so when you have one person who's completely disassociated and the other one who's like i'm out it creates really difficult patterns and you know then when I'm like well you're shut down so I'm out of here and then you're like no wait come back and then I'm like whoa don't pull on me and then it's just conflict and seeing that come up again in the ways that it has has been really challenging and for me it's been really learning to sit with myself and really learning to separate. I'm not my personal self and trusting God and something that's come up a lot in this work for me is spiritual ego. In essence, what that is, is, you know, your ego is your mind, your your personal self, the, the tool that you identify with things with that, you know, identifies with negative emotions, etc. And spiritual ego is basically the flip side of that. So you're still an ego, you're just doing it from a higher, like, spiritual place. And you have to be really careful with that because it 
can really fool you and cause you to start identifying with the ego and you don't even know you're doing it because you think you're being spiritual you think you're being your higher self that is kind of this next phase of my journey i've never had a god-centered conscious partnership before and i certainly have not found much resources on how to do that i was already not ever as i would argue almost all of us are not taught how to love and so it's just this constant i don't know how to do this and when that moment comes and that pain and suffering and chaos comes the answer always is i don't have to it's not me doing it there's nothing to do if i just get out of the way stop identifying with my ego choose god choose love and look at this man as if he is god express because he is and love him the way that i would love god and love him consciously then everything works out just fine that was beautiful thank you for sharing that the ego is a very tricky thing when we first go on our journey of awakening and we're conscious of the ego it only has its old patterns to pull from for example all of the negative patterns you've had up to that point and so when you start to identify them it can become very clear when that ego is present because you're like oh yeah i recognize that pattern this is ego great it's interesting through the process of evolution and through the process of learning yourself and growing the ego also does too an easy pitfall to fall into is that spiritual ego in the sense of it is also learning these new concepts and the ego does what it does and it can use those as well and so we have to be conscious of the new patterns that the ego is developing as we grow not just the old patterns because a great example would be in our firm but kind sometimes ego projects the unhealed or shadow work that we're currently doing onto our partner and when we perceive that they are coming from that place it's like oh there's that unhealed thing you're experiencing it too let me call that out in you when it may not be the case it may just be something that you're working through at the time and so something that's been very powerful for us in these last four weeks that has worked extremely well is taking space take that space because when the ego comes out it can be very difficult to discern taking that space apart and then refocusing on the divine and pulling that through it can guide you back to love because you're taking care of yourself and then you're coming back together as your highest selves that was such a beautiful way of saying what i was trying to say and i'm having this really interesting experience and i don't know if you all if you've been with us from the beginning and you can kind of see this growth it's really cool to see you coming into your voice and coming into speaking and just I get so lost in listening to you and then I'm like fumbling my words and I'm just like so overwhelmed with love just this deep connection to you and the divinity that is forming here that I don't even know how to like communicate what I'm trying to say I've noticed this over the last few episodes you kind of coming in and so eloquently and beautifully saying that and so I just wanted to save some space for that and make sure that that was included here because it's really nice to see. Thank you. I receive that. I'm very grateful and accept that love. When we learn to love ourselves, the first thing that happens is we learn to accept love from other people. How many times have we sat when somebody gives us a compliment or genuinely shows their heart and bears their soul and says, I want to do this kind thing for you or I want to 
say this kind of thing about you because it's how I feel and I want to bring that to light in you. We turn them away. We say, no, 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 I can't accept that. I can't receive that. Why is that? The thing that I have learned with this as well, it is also about receiving and I'm definitely having some downloads for future episodes on that. When we are not receptive and open to receiving the love, it signals to the universe. Everything in the universe is energy, frequency, and vibration. And so when we reject that vibration of love, when we reject that vibration of generosity or kindness or whatever is trying to be given to us by the universe, it tells the universe and our subconscious mind and that person we're in relation with I don't want this thing. Even though we deeply do and it is what we really want, it on an energetic frequency level, it repels the very thing that you're wanting. And that that is ego and that is how we've gotten with humanity to this place of, you know, generation after generation after generation living in this separation and compounding it. I'm so glad that you brought that up. We have so many great episodes planned coming up. We have things like loving honesty, inquiring with love, loving language, and now we're going to go and have a bunch of downloads and put episodes together about receiving love. As always, we love you all so much. We are literally going to shut this computer lid, pack up our RV, and start driving to Arizona where I will edit this podcast on the road and post it later this evening. As always, we appreciate your energy. We appreciate your support. We appreciate you giving your energy to love. Because when you listen to this podcast and you embody these things and learn to love and love consciously with yourself, with others, you are spreading that love. You are spreading this message. So if you have an opportunity, share this with whoever in your life needs love, that you love, and help spread this message of love. Spread this message of love. Choose love. We're all about the love here. We love you all. Have a great week, and we will see you here soon.